Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. Episode 249, Time Management Tips That Save You Money. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are talking about time in relation to your money. And not in the sense of like, time is money, though you will hear that phrase you know, because it's it's in the articles. But time does dictate how you spend your money in times, seasons that are more stressful, uh, where there are more things on your plate, or if it's not even a season, if it's just your regular life, you have too much going on, that can cause you to spend money in different ways. So we're going to kind of explore that, dive in, and talk about some time management that is good tips, maybe some overrated tips. We'll let you decide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think too, when we get good at managing time, we get good at managing money. I think they go and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Like they do go Mm -hmm. hand in hand. I know we'll talk about that in these articles, but (laughs) did you read the first article? (laughs) Did I, did I actually prepare for this episode? Interesting. Well, we won't leave you hanging. Uh, But first, this episode is brought to you by Hurricane Ian Relief. It has just been a few weeks since Hurricane Ian uh, came through our neighbors to the south, Charlotte and Lee County. And we are so close to this. We have family, we have friends, we have family of friends who have just lost everything. It's not just people who live on the beach and you're like, oh, you lost your condo on the beach. I don't feel bad for you. It's people have lost everything. Inland, on the water, businesses on the water, like people don't have jobs to go to. It has devastated these communities. And so we want to help in the best way that we can because it's still hard to physically get there. Uh, It's still very chaotic. And so we are encouraging you and we ourselves are donating to a local organization that is aiding residents, specifically in Fort Myers. So uh, if you go to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash Ian, I-A-N, you can donate uh, directly to the Southwest Florida like emergency services organization. They've been doing work in Fort Myers for quite a while typically with veterans, but they have funneled their resources to hurricane relief. And we like they are an established local um, not for profit. And so we feel very confident in giving, you know, our our money there. And we are going to be matching donations up to $2,500. So if you want your donation matched, you can literally, if everybody giving a dollar listened to last week's episode, we'd already be maxed out. We're not, maybe we are. And that's just a great news. But we're still for two weeks, for one more week, we are matching donations, giving you the opportunity to to donate. And you can send a screenshot of your confirmation email. You'll get two. No need to forward that to us unless you want to forward your, your home address to us. Um, but you take a screenshot and send that to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And we will be matching donations for another week. 
Thanks, everyone, for your support. Yes. So let's talk about time management. There are, we haven't done a lot of time management episodes. I think we have talked about it a lot, kind of like in the essentialism sort of way. Like that's a a really popular book. But I think part of the dream life, you know, that we're trying to pursue that is not dictated by money is having that dream schedule. And we always say like frugality is essentially, it's not just about money, but it's being a good steward of all your resources. And time is your only, your one and only truly non-renewable resource. You can truly not make more of it. There are some natural resources that, you know, are non-renewable, but you can still find alternatives. There is no alternative to time. You cannot make more of it. And so that makes it important. And also how you spend your time dictates uh, how your transactions look in your bank account. I'm sure that you've already realized that. So let's dive into our first episode on managing your time and mastering your money. Jill, I think you read this one. What'd you think? (laughs) I did. I prepared. Yeah, it's great. It has five different tips and almost kind of perspectives, ways to help us think about the interconnection of time and money. And the second article does talk about this, but I want to highlight it here as well. One of the paradigm shifts that has been helpful for me in just the vernacular around time management is the reality that we don't manage time. We manage ourselves in the midst of time. Of course, even with the counseling background that I have, this is a very common conversation that we will have with clients because it's something that we're all continuously working on. How do we engage with what we've been given, the resources that we've been given, specifically uh, the non-renewable resource of time, like you've Mm -hmm. mentioned, Jen. So I think it can help if we shift our mindset a bit that we are not the managers of time or the managers of ourselves in the midst of time. And that perspective can help us focus a bit more inward versus what's happening all around us and externally, but what can I do with what I've been given? So coming from that framework, I I think it is a helpful article to look at the, the intersection here. And so first things first, number one, they talk about when you manage both time and money well, there's more of it. And I'm putting that in in air quotes <laughs> because it's not as if we can actually make more of it, but we can have maybe more at our disposal than if we weren't actively engaged in looking at how can we utilize time and money well. And so they're talking a lot about efficiency in this part, which I would absolutely agree with. I think that there's strong correlations between when we're intentional about budgeting and allocating our money, then we can find more resource, more pennies and dollars and tens of dollars in the budget to allocate better and maybe more towards Mm -hmm. the things that we want and we value. And similarly, if we kind of quote unquote budget our time or manage ourselves well in the midst of time, we might find margin for ourselves in our schedules and in our routines and in our plans. And all of that can create more efficiency, which might create more opportunity to make more money if that is what we desire to do with that time or just have more freedom and flexibility to do the things that we want and value. I like what they say here in the last paragraph, so I'll just read it, uh, what they say about number one, budgeting your money and your time takes effort and time, ironically, but the payoff is increased efficiency which leaves you with more money and more time. So I think the my takeaway in this first part is that efficiency component, thinking about how can we use our money more efficiently? How can we utilize the time we've been given more efficiently? And I think we are going to see benefit and payoff in both regards. Yeah, I just highlighted in the in our outline that that quote, we don't manage time, we manage ourselves in the midst of time, which is such 
a powerful paradigm shift because it will change the way you accept tasks, you accept things into your schedule, because it is you are actually in charge of your schedule, even if you don't feel like it. You feel like your kids are in charge of it. Your spouse is in charge of it. Your family is in charge of it. You are in charge of your schedule. So you have to manage yourself in the time that you have. And it doesn't always end up perfect, which is okay. Life isn't perfect. Every se- No season is perfect. You will never get to the perfect schedule. But if you're just looking for that one thing that you can change to feel less stressed or to feel less overwhelmed or to feel more in control, then you can start to move in the right direction so that maybe next season feels better. Um, and, and I think that's always the goal is just to be focusing on what's the the next right thing almost. So yeah, I, I love that for sure. The next on the list, and there there are five things on the list, but this is also a, it's easy to forget this, but number two is realizing there are limits to both. So there are limits to both time and money. And for my money manifestation babes, hear me out. So there are only so many hours in the day. You know that. You you cannot manifest more hours in the day. <laughs> you cannot work more hours in the day. There is a limit to every hour of every day. You get 24. Except for when we hit daylight savings. Right. One day a year. <laughs> one day a year, you get an extra hour. Um, but it's taken from somewhere else. So Exactly. Yeah, you, it's taken from a second day. So really, it nega- it's negated. So yeah, so putting that into perspective, yes, I can maybe comprehend I only get 24 hours in a day. But that means I only get 365 days in a year. And I only get 10 years in a decade. And my decades are finite. I will not live forever. So in order to have decades that I feel good about, to have years that I feel good about, I have to pay attention to the hours. I have to pay attention to the individual days because those are what make up those bigger chunks. And so we are many times, and I know this having, having a small child, just trying to get through, just trying to get through the hours, make, make it through the hours. And then I look back in the years and I wonder where they went. You know, who everybody has done that, whether you have kids or not. So to make sure that you are fully cognizant that there are limits to your hours. Um, and the same goes for money. You can always replenish your money. You can always be looking to make more. But in, at the end of the day, what you make is what you have. All right. So knowing that, yes, you can use a credit card, but you will have to pay that back with interest. Kind of like daylight savings. Daylight savings. Worse. (laughs) But it's worse. (laughs) And so realizing that there are limits to your money, you are not limited by your money. And we hope to that that frugality and like what we teach through the show helps you feel that freedom but also knowing like you have what you have. And if that have is not saving for retirement, if that have is not paying off high interest debt, if what you have is not going towards these future things, then these future decades, these future years, et cetera, et cetera, you will not have more of them to make up for what you're not doing now with your money. And so there is no right time to start managing your money well. The time, the best time was yesterday. The second best time is today to doing those small things, to paying attention. So yeah, realizing that, and even cognitively realizing that we have limits. We put so much into our schedule because we think cognitively and energetically we have, you know, we could do it all. But no, you have physical and mental limits too. So we are we are limited, but not living in fear of those limits, uh, living, trying to make the most of those limits. 
That's mm. the goal. Mm. I love listening to you talk. I just get on these soapboxes. Yeah, and I, like, you do. never stop. Ugh, I feel so <laughs> clean after watching you on that soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> clean and motivated. So that leads quite well into number three. We are not limitless. We do have, all of us have a version of capacity. Our capacities are different, but it's not limitless capacity. And because of that, we need to get really good at prioritizing, which is what number three is talking Mm -hmm. about. And this applies to both time and money. It's why we talk a lot in the personal finance space about identifying your why, thinking big, thinking goals, thinking long-term so that that can help you stay on track with what is priority. That's what a why is. It's what your goal is as a priority. But same thing for time. And I think this is what can be the biggest barrier in whether or not we're managing ourselves or managing our money well is a lack of not just identifying priorities, but keeping them front of mind. I think any Mm -hmm. leadership conference I've ever been to, there's always some talk about priorities because we have to constantly come back to them of, okay, what is priority? It's a problem for all of us, whether at home or in the workplace and keeping that because it's oftentimes the thing that's right in front of us that steals attention, that steals money. And we just get so off track and we've got to come back to, okay, but did that actually help me towards my larger goal? And so I think for starters, we have to say, what is the priority? We need to know what that is first. And it's okay if we don't know. We're not we're not crazy for not knowing we're not uh, silly for not knowing sometimes we just haven't given ourselves the space so we've got to sit down first and say what's priority for my time and what's priority for my money right we're whole people it's why this is so interconnected as we get better with one we're going to get better with the other one of the activities so I'll, I'll pull in some of the work that I do in my day job that can be helpful with this because I know so many of us are overwhelmed. We've got full schedules. We've got multiple demands on our cash, on our capacities, on our limitations. So a helpful activity could be You know me, I'm visual, and I think many of us can find these things useful. Actually get out some pen and paper and consider this concept of what's on your plate. And you could literally draw a plate. If you want to get super creative, you can actually take a dish out of your kitchen and have different items in your kitchen represent what's going on in your life. But look at what's actually on my plate. What are the things demanding time, energy, attention, money? Money and allow allow that visual to kind of pull to the surface. Okay, but what's most important? What are the kind of what what are what's the meat? What's the protein here that needs to stay? And what are the side pieces that maybe aren't as important? Let that determine your priorities. And then from there, whether you want to keep that visual in front of you, if you want to hang it on your fridge, then or some way of reminding yourself of those things on a regular basis. Again, both for your time, for your calendar, as well as for your money. I know many people who keep like a written calendar will often keep a written list of what's priority. And that could that could go month to month, just like our budgets go month to month. What's priority this month? Keep that written list or visual on your written calendar so that when a demand comes, hey, can you do this? Are you available this night? You can go back to this list. Does it attach back to what I said? that is priority, yes or no, that can dictate my answer for whether or not I'm going to be involved in that thing. Again, as we get better at this and kind of holding the reins, recognizing our limitations, we will find margin in our calendars. We will find margin in our wallets if we're able to continuously connect back to what's priority, what's priority, even just for the month. You don't have to get too big with it. We don't have to think annually. Think month to month. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I... I love the idea of prioritization. It's so funny. People will like like bring us on their show or, or something or be like familiar with us. And they're like, I just love your balanced approach, like just having everything in balance. And I was like, I, I hate the word balance. Hot take. 
I think <laughs> the concept of balance is toxic mm. because we envision it like having everything and ha- being this like zen balanced person. But when you are putting everything on the same level, then you are juggling so many priorities. You don't know when to stop adding. And eventually everything comes crashing. Like balance Mm -hmm. is a myth. The concept of balance is toxic. Prioritization is when you lay everything down, all these things you've been juggling, you lay it all down and you choose what's most important. And then you prioritize everything in order. And the things that don't fit that are in the bottom, you say no to them. And they're no longer in the balance. They're Mm. out. So many boxes of soap. At at least for now, maybe (laughs) not, not forever, but maybe just for now. And so that is the concept of prioritizing. That's what we like. That's what we say in finances with financial goals. It's also what we say with responsibilities in regard to our time. And when we do that, then we have more mental and physical energy to make better decisions about not just our time, but about where we spend our money and how we earn our money. The reason a seesaw is so fun is because balance is a myth. Absolutely. Yes. Mm. Think about it. Yes. (laughs) All right. Just, just w- come onto the soapbox with me, Jill. Come, I'm here. There's I'm here room for it. There's yeah. room. Let's, yes. let's get some water involved, <laughs> and we got ourselves a true bath. Yes. All right. So number four is use tools to help stay on track. And I love. So technology is a blessing and a curse, right? So I love the fact that technology exists to help us stay on track with the goals we say we want to reach. Uh, And so you can take advantage of tools uh, like, you know, project management software on your computer or apps on your phone. So whether it's a budgeting app or you're using Google Sheets, uh, the Google Sheets app for your budgeting spreadsheet or a task management method, there are so many We'll talk about some of them in the next article, but (laughs) there are, or I and Jill also, we love paper. We Mm -hmm. just, I mean, it's Mm -hmm. not a technology tool, but it is a tool. So shared calendars, whatever. Use (laughs) tools to help you. Don't make like, and, and here's another thing that I may have a hot take on. It's like, God, what is it called? The journaling, the 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 scheduling and the journaling where they do the with the do, the doodling and the stickers bullet, and bullet journaling. Bullet journaling, yes. Bullet journaling is also toxic because it, <laughs> you're essentially glorifying your schedule, and it's how many things can I fit into my schedule to make my bullet journal look beautiful, and and that's not the goal. The goal is not the perfect schedule. The goal is just to have the schedule be something maintained um, so you can stay on track with whatever your intentions are. So use tools, but no, don't idolize tools. Mm. Mm. Hold the tension, mm-hmm. not the balance. And lastly, number five, keep adjusting. You know this. There's freedom. We are static. We're No, we're dynamic. We're not static. And there is space to continually review, adjust, make amendments to our time and our money. So similar to how we want to be looking at what the money coming in and the money going out monthly, keeping a pulse on what's coming up, what unexpected or maybe uncommon expenses are coming up similarly with our time. What was good for me last month might not be good for me this month. There might be more demands on my schedule this month. Fine. What's that going to mean for me next month? How can I then increase my margin and get some rest based on what has been demanded of me? Some of it maybe I didn't have control over. So we don't want to hold ourselves to a 
budget or a calendar or a schedule or a routine if it's not fitting our needs. We need to be keeping a pulse on this and giving ourselves freedom to adjust that in a way that's going to work for us, not just not someone else's goals or not even our own fantasy of ourselves, but what's actually working and what's helping us be the best version of ourselves. Mm, Yes. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. So that leads us into our next article, which is 11 time management tips that work. And we don't have to go through all of them. Some of them are a reiteration of what we just talked about, but we do want to give the frugal friends filter Mm -hmm. on some of these. Uh, So yeah, I will, I'll just dive into the first one because it's a quick one. We already talked about it. Time management is a myth. So going into these, realize there are a lot of tips. There's the Pareto principle, there's time blocking, there's yada, yada. Those are not what we're going through here. That's that is managing time, not managing yourself. These are tips to manage yourself. So just remember, no matter how organized you are, no matter how pretty your bullet journal is, there are only 24 hours in a day. Time doesn't change. And all we can do is manage ourselves Mm. and keep that in mind. Yeah. So I will highlight number two and the frugal friends filter here. Here's what number two says. Find out where you're wasting time. Now, frugal friends filter for me is I don't love this concept of like wasting time. That would more so be a matter of maybe utilizing time in a way that you don't want to or spending time on something that you don't want to. But it also does tell us something about ourselves. So they give us this example in number two about how a survey in salary.com revealed that 89% of respondents to that survey admitted wasting time every day at work. Uh, About 30% said 30 minutes a day was wasted. 30% said about one hour was wasted and and so on and so forth. And I have to wonder about this, like what that actually means. I think that they're talking about scrolling social media, maybe taking a personal call. 
But to me, I think it reveals a bit about how we work and what's necessary for our work. I know that the way that our typical work environment is structured is, you know, your nine to five, your your nine to six even with an hour lunch break. But is that what we have capacity to do? Is it realistic to think you've got eight hours of productive work in a day? And I just don't think I think the answer to that is no. I And research is coming out about that. I don't have an exact uh, link for you at the moment, but I know there's been a lot of talk about how we may only have about four hours of focused, dedicated energy in a day to actually get like the the, the quote unquote real work done. And yeah, we need work. some of those. Yeah, the deep work, the deep focus. And we need some of those breaks. We need to stand up and stretch. We need to use the restroom. We need to have lighthearted conversation. So I think I would also challenge this idea of what does wasting time mean? And maybe if there's room to shift this to okay, these things are helpful for me, but maybe I want to put a limitation on that. So that mm-hmm. that's kind of my approach. Like I'll go an hour and a half spurts throughout the day and then, and then pause and I'll watch a funny video or I'll get up and walk outside and look at the sun. Like there, we do need that. Otherwise, I, I, I don't, we're not machines. So I just want to push back on that idea of like wasting time. And sure, we might put more time to something than we want to, but maybe there's a way to incorporate that into our schedules that we can feel good about and we don't term it wasting time. It's just we've understood ourselves more and know what we need to manage ourselves in the midst of time well. Yeah. And different people work differently. So some people need to space things out. There's one tip on here that says, don't waste time. Just go back to back to back. Some people cannot do that. So some people like need the breaks. I personally, like I have ADHD. So like I hyper focus for four to five hours at a time. I don't get up. I don't eat. I don't do anything. And I just work straight. And then I'm done. Then my brain is done. And I I do not work anymore for the rest of the day. And my husband will, if he comes home early and he'll just see me like watching TV or lying down on the couch, he's like, do you work? And I'm like, yes, I do. It doesn't make a ton of money, but I promise I do. <laughs> you just weren't here for the deep focus. You weren't I, I was here on for so the many soapboxes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that people, different people work different ways. So yeah, I would, pu- I would equally push back on the the quote unquote waste. So let's move into something I think is more beneficial. So I'm going to combine three and four. So it's create time management goals and create a plan uh, essentially to implement those goals. So the that says to remember the focus of time management is actually changing your behaviors, not changing time. Again, I want to highlight it hard it, it's behaviors because you can't change time. So a good place to start, it could be if you identify any personal time wasters to make it a goal to eliminate those. So for me, it was is social media. I right now not on any social media apps because um, those were big time wasters for me. And I would say, oh, I'm, I'm doing it for work. I've got to do it for work. When I actually took it out, like got off Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, took them all away. You will see we still our social media manager, Paula, runs our Frugal Friends Instagram. So so we're still posting on there, but I am not involved with it at all. And it has really changed my awareness of how I'm spending my time after work. And so, yeah, at first it was just a goal. I wanted to do it for, you know, a couple weeks. And now I don't even remember when I started and I'm still off. But I I know I have to get back on it eventually, like for work. But I'm just going to let it ride until that day, which is coming up because uh, I have a deadline for a, for a post. But yeah, to just do that. And then so obviously I had to implement a plan for that. I did it in 
stages, essentially. So the objective, it says, is to change your behaviors over time to achieve the general goal. So not doing a cold turkey change, um, but making little, little changes. So if you feel like you have a packed schedule, obviously it's not going to be feasible for you to just drop everything. You may have made commitments you need to see through. uh, So you don't want to just ghost people and let other people, you know, leave them hanging. But again, when you prioritize, you can see what are the things that I'm going, laying everything down? What are the things I'm going to pick back up? And what are the things I'm going to leave down here for now? Um, so you, it says you need to not only set specific goals, but track them over time to see whether or not you are accomplishing them using your time management plan. So that's not really a framework. I'm sure you wanted like a smart goal framework for that, but it's really just what am I, what are my personal time wasters? Or I would say, because I'm not liking the word waste anymore right now, things that are not moving me closer to my goals, things that are not life giving. What are the things that are, you know, sucking the life from me? And how can I make a plan to eliminate or replace them? Yeah. Well, the the similarities between time and money can continue. And I think how we approach it is similar. So where we often tell people in the personal finance process when we're just getting started is know where your money's going first before mm-hmm. you can implement a plan. It's the same thing with time. Know where your time is currently going before you can identify what's next. I do think it can be a little bit easier to track your spending than it is to track your time. Absolutely. We can use some of the apps on our phone, like like the screen time tracker. Oh man, that thing doesn't lie. It's a sneaky, sneaky little truth teller. Mm -hmm. Sneaky, sneaky. And similarly, I think we can think, oh, I'm not spending that much on takeout or restaurants. And then we look back at our transaction list. And sure enough, we spent way more than we thought we did. So Mm -hmm. check out that screen time report. And where is it going? Is it what you expected? Are you shocked by anything? Is that the amount of time you want to be giving to that? But then also start to keep track. Again, this might be a piece of paper that you keep on hand and write down where did your day go to? Are you pleased with that? Is it aligned with your values and priorities? Are you not? What do you want to shift? And then from there, similar to how we approach money, implement the plan, but also identify what tools are going to work for you. For me, when it comes to a budget, I created my own spreadsheet. It's what I love. Others like apps. Awesome. When it comes to time management, do you want to use a spreadsheet? Do you want to use an online calendar or a written calendar? Are there apps that could be helpful for you? Do you want to use timers? Like, do you want to put timers on your phone and set some limits to how long you spend cleaning? Because, oh, that's what I can get caught up in is one thing leads to another. And now I've done this for two hours and maybe I didn't want to. Yes, I like a clean home, but but it might have been more important for me to have spent that time writing something than it would have been to like mop my floor. And I really, all I wanted to do was like wipe down the counter. So I think something like that can help us kind of put those limitations in place. So figure out the tools that are going to be useful for you. And that's number five. Here's here's an embarrassing one. Track how many hours a week you do something to procrastinate doing something more important. That's where cleaning is for me. I'm, I procrastinate. If I don't want to do something else, I'm like, well, cleaning is a good use of my time. I should clean my house. Look at uh-huh. it. It's a disaster. Uh-huh. It's this very moment that my fridge needs to be wiped down. Mm-hmm. All the condiments need to come out and those drawers need to be vacuumed. Like what? No, yep. not right now. Yes. So track how many hours a week you procrastinate and what you are doing to procrastinate so that you can identify like, okay, I'm doing this. Is it because I've like really need to do it right now? It's on my list. Or am I procrastinating doing something more important? And do I need to do the more important thing and come back to the procrastinating? <laughs> I love that. Procrastinating. <laughs> 
Yeah, I didn't make it up. It's definitely something. So I think we did. We skip six. Did you go through? Yeah, just, we're we're cherry picking here, Jen. We're we're spitballing. I don't know if that's the right use of that word term, but I'm going to go to number seven, learn to delegate mm-hmm. and or outsource. Uh, and the author is not lying when they say delegation is one of the hardest things to learn how to do. And they're talking about business owners, but we are talking about every person in general. What is in your life that you may need to delegate? And... Is it even, if you don't want to delegate, is it worth doing almost? Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people start with cleaning and that's a, that's a totally fine one, but there are maybe I would argue things that we could give up that would allow us to clean before we have to delegate it out. And I'm full, full on like in favor of the delegation, it is hard for me to delegate. So I'm probably not the best one to talk about this one. But we're all learning. I have in in seasons where things are busy, like when we were moving and I needed to clean one house to move it, like move stuff out, I hired somebody to clean because there were too many things The the list in that season was too much for me to do. Um, and I would say these things these delegation things come in seasons. So, or maybe you just don't like something and you want to give it up and you want to make that room in your budget because you just hate dishes and you want to hire somebody to do your dishes. That's fine too. Yeah. But definitely look at what you've got going on, what you enjoy. Could you give something up to fit more in so you don't have to delegate or Is it just a delegation season? And recognize, I think one of the biggest barriers to delegation is it not being done to your standards. And that is true. You do run that Mm -hmm. risk. And oftentimes that is what happens. And there can be some, some training and adjustment that comes into place in that delegation. But also being willing to let go of some of those standards for what it frees up for the mental space, the capacity, the time that it then gives you back to do the things that are actually priority for you to do. And this this rings true for anybody, business owners, people at work or at home. I'm thinking of the example recently that I saw in my sister's household where she stumbled upon the reality that her five and seven-year-old know where the groceries go in the fridge and in the pantry. And that was one of the things that she really despised doing was, okay, I made the list, I went shopping, I brought it home, and now it's just the last thing that I want to do is put this away, or there's other things that I could be doing, and found out that the five and seven-year-old know exactly where all the produce goes and where all the snacks go. And now now that's their job. And so, yes, maybe there's mistakes that happen along the way, but like look <laughs> look to who's in your household and recognize that even like your children might be more capable than you think that they are mm-hmm. and that's going to be useful to them too for them to be useful contributing members of the household. So, yes. yeah, well, they still look around want and to. delegate. <laughs> yes. Yes, my 3-year-old can put his laundry away. Does he put it in there well? No. But it's in there in a drawer that I can't see. I (laughs) like it. And I don't care what it looks like on the inside. Because the standards have gone downhill and we're okay with it. I have no standards anymore. (laughs) That's okay with me. Yes. Well, the rest that's on this list, and you tell me, Jen, but, you know, talking about setting time limits for tasks, we've talked about that. I do love that. Mm -hmm. It's a great tip. Set a time limit. I think that can also help you get into that deep focus of, okay, now I'm not as pulled in different directions by all these different things. I'm giving myself an hour for this, or I'm giving Mm -hmm. myself 10 minutes for this. Super, super useful tool. Yeah, I think the only other one on this list that I like is to establish routines. 
and stick to them. Our brains love routine. It's how we develop habits. So when you create routines and you are adamant to sticking to them, eventually your brain will create a habit where you're doing it without thinking. And that is always the goal. When we can move towards goals and healthy living without thinking about it, that is the epitome, I think, of all like life management. So just start with small routines that says for most people creating and following a routine lets them get right down to the tasks of the day rather than frittering away time getting started. And again, that's in that procrastinate cleaning. You know, if you just create those small routines that get it done, you will create habits and you will be able to manage yourself in time better. Mm. You know, one way that we manage ourselves, manage this podcast well in the midst Mm -hmm. of the 50, 55 minutes we've been given. And it has become a routine that has become a habit. And I don't think about it anymore. I know. The Bill of the the Week. time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the bill of the week. Hi there. This is also Jill from Iowa. Um, I was doing my spring AC check a couple of weeks ago. And I just thought it would be, you know, $90. They'd do a check. They would make sure everything was okay. And um, he ended up finding a leak, and they needed to do a repair. And there was, like, mold growing in the condenser. So they had to put a UV light system in and clean out all the air ducts, repair the AC leak, and then put in more of the coolant. And so what I thought was going to be $90 ended up costing me between three and four thousand dollars. But because I had been frugal the last couple of years because I opened my own business, I had emergency savings saved up. And so even though the bill was huge and sucked, I was able to pay it. And so that felt amazing. Thanks for everything you do. Love the podcast. Well Jill Thanks for sharing that one. I'm so sorry that it was such a high expense um, from what you thought would be 90, but that it was just an inconvenience, that it wasn't an emergency, that it wasn't like it used your emergency room, but it wasn't like a crisis. It was just an inconvenience because you had the savings for it. Mm. This is so disappointing. And I can just (laughs) empathize with you of even if you've got the money, this is Mm -hmm. not a fun thing to throw towards it. But how much worse it would have been if you didn't have the money for it. But there's Mm -hmm. a couple things that you did here that are really quite incredible. That proactive work of just checking the AC, getting it clean, doing the upkeep and catching this, which who knows what would have happened if you hadn't been proactive. Like what sorts of problems that could have turned into long term, but then being prepared for an emergency, something that you couldn't have foreseen that you would have had to put your money towards and having that money for it. I mean, well done managing your money and your time in the midst of all of this. Man. Absolutely. One tip I will say for anybody else trying this, that when you get somebody doing a checkup and they quote you three to four thousand dollars on something like this, definitely go to a few other places and get and pay the ninety dollars for a check there too, just to make sure you're getting your second and third opinion before you throw down. And you can always pin the per- the companies against each other and be like, okay, well, I got this quote on this from this person. If you can go, you know, lower, I'll get it done with you. And then you just say the same thing to the next person. You'll usually make back what you paid in those extra those extra checkup fees by negotiating down the price, or you save the money because it's a, a cheaper fix somewhere else, maybe. 
Thanks, Jill. Thanks, Jen. (laughs) If you all listening have a bill that you want to share, whether it's about a surprise bill that you happen to have the money to pay for because of your frugal lifestyle or, you know, a person named Bill. We love it all. Visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash Bill. Leave us your bill. We're sitting here waiting for it. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. And now it's time for Lightning Round. round. All right. So what has been your biggest waste or is kind of your biggest personal waste of time and or money? And Jill, I feel personally attacked by your answer. (laughs) It's not just directed to you, Jen, although I see why. I'll go first. (laughs) What I feel is a drain on my time. Something I do not want to give my time to is anytime I have to do something twice. Like just just a total redo. Like I already did it. It was done. And for some reason, it needs to be done again. That can feel like a waste of time to me. Yeah. Like um, re-recording and- an episode because <laughs> I lost the audio on my side. Jen feels attacked because we just had to do this yesterday. Where and it also made me furious. So yeah, no one, yeah. no one likes this. Like we remember no, our high school, college days where we write a paper and that paper didn't save, and you have to write it all over again. And it just feels like the first time you did it, like what what was that time for? Or you go to cut something, like cut and paste, and you accidentally delete and you only find out like several pages later that what you thought you pasted, you actually deleted. And Mm -hmm. that's happened to me. The worst is when you feel like you wasted time and money. This happened to us in a time when we hired someone to do work on our house and this was a this was a delegation gone wrong. It really mm-hmm. wasn't to our standards. And not only did that cost us money, it cost us time because then we had to redo it. And that felt like, okay, we had to do something over and we had hemorrhaged money on it. Oh, that really stunk. Yeah, that is the so that is the fear with delegation. And that's why it's like, okay, what can I give up so that maybe I don't have to delegate? So, uh, so you know, unless you found somebody trustworthy. But yeah, that is a scary thing that has happened to us as well. We're currently looking to outsource some work on our house. And it's like we could do it ourselves. But the draw is, is that they can do the work while we are both working our jobs. Mm-hmm. That And we're like, the quality will most likely be on par with what we could do ourselves as unprofessional DIYers, but it will get done while we are working. And 
efficiency yeah. is great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to prioritize what is important and mm-hmm. what you are willing to compromise yes. on for the sake of having more time. Yes. Um, what about you, Jen? So I, so I mentioned this earlier that social media for me was a big waste of time. And it's like, I'm not even a big social media person, like not a big poster or anything, but I would get very wrapped up into watching other people's content because I have so many friends that are just amazing content creators and I love their stuff. I want to watch it. I want to like it and support them and yeah, but it was just getting too much. And so I had to leave. And I've semi replaced that with like watching some extra YouTube and playing some extra solitaire on my phone, but definitely not as much. Those can't suck me in as badly as the algorithm on Instagram could. <laughs> so that was my my biggest waste of time and energy. And that would sometimes distract me in the middle of the day. I would just go on Instagram to take a break. 30 minutes later, I'd still be on and not doing what I need to do to make money. So I think that in combination, I think, was my biggest time waster. Yeah. Yeah. And realizing it and then adjusting. Yeah. And if I... If there's a series on Netflix or something that I'm watching and I have to binge it, that can be dangerous. I have to binge it. I have to binge it. It's unhealthy. (laughs) Oh, well, thanks everyone so much for listening. We hope you got some sort of helpful tidbit for your time and your money. Many of you know that we have a private community where we do monthly money challenges and offer accountability groups. And we want to congratulate one of our members for a big win. Debbie, Debbie, you got so many good things to say. Here's what Debbie says. I really like your identification of how having Prime made everything feel urgent, mind blown. I am not ready to cut Prime yet, but I sure do have a grounding question. Is this urgent or does it just feel urgent? Because I can imagine having it delivered to my door in one or two days to ask myself before I order. Nice. I have not ordered at least five things in the last few days since I read this because I recognize that the urgency was not reality. Mm, Mm. Debbie. And this was actually in response to one of our other members wins. And it's just so much winning going on. Yeah. So great. Yeah. This like sense of urgency can compel us to do so much that isn't actually necessary. And so creating Mm -hmm. that pause to say, is this actually priority? Is this actually urgent? Or is the sense of urgency that is fabricated and I can make a better, more informed decision for myself? Well done. It's that thinking. It's that using that brain and time to create pauses. Time can be on our side is the perfect word because sense of urgency is a marketing tactic that companies use to make you make impulse, not make you, but like encourage you to make impulse purchases. So the sense of urgency you're feeling is there, but it's fabricated. It's not real. So asking that question, is it urgent or is it fabricated? Is it a feeling of urgency? Yeah. So well done, Debbie. Thanks everyone for listening. If you want to check out our monthly challenge community, head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash club. You can see there what we have coming up next. See you next time. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. What is it that you're trying to hire out, Jen? What feels worth delegation on your home reno projects? So when we finish the rental, I want to hire out both of the bathrooms. I want them done as quickly as possible. Both of the bathrooms. In the part that you live in? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that is what I want done quickly. And I am willing to pay somebody to have the work done quickly. So I'll be looking here by the end of the year to hire somebody to do the work in the new year.
Yeah. Nice. Or after Christmas or whenever. Like I know a lot of they get re- busy right before Christmas because people want their stuff done before the holidays. And I'm like, it's fine. Do it right after the holidays. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait till the new mm-hmm. year, that new year special. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I want to, I want my bathrooms. I get it. You've got a lot of s- boxes of soap. So you got to have a nice bathroom <laughs> to store that in. <laughs> I know my soapbox is so big and keeping it in the living room is just not, it's not doing it for me anymore. <laughs> It's not the best place for it. No, it's Um, not. It's messy. Well, I'm excited for that delegation. Yes. Thank you. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks. Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.